Do you guys hear me now? There he is. How are you doing? Awesome. Cool. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks. Sorry. Were you just a little bit rushed for time there getting off the flight, were you? Uh, yeah, exactly. I just got off the flight um, an hour ago and just got back to my apartment. Um, oh, I actually had to figure out getting the keys to the apartment as well from my girlfriend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all good. I got my coffee, just popped out of the shower. So uh, fresh again after uh, coming back from Dubai. <laughs> was it was this for the um phantom conference yeah exactly exactly i was yeah. um so first we were in lisbon for for east lisbon um and yep. then hopped over to dubai for the phantom conference um and now i'm back currently in barcelona uh usually oh, i'm nice. in switzerland but yeah yeah will you be heading back to lisbon for solana next week yeah so that's the plan um yeah I was speaking with, or Danny and I were speaking yesterday and we were like, fucking hell, like, it's taking a toll for sure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Especially like, you know, like with these conferences, like there's so many people that you're speaking with and you have to be alert like 24 seven because you're speaking with like people that you you haven't seen before and everything. At the same time, obviously there's always stuff going on in the crypto market. So you have to pay attention to that. You have to push like the products are being shipped and everything. So, yeah, energy wise, it's definitely taking a toll. So, I'm I'm planning to go to Solana, but uh, let's see. I mean, I think it's important. Like from our end, it, considering we're multi-chain, right? Like we really like we're not EVM chain. We're we're truly multi-chain, and so mm-hmm. I do think that it is important for us to to connect with the Solana people see what the ecosystem is like, see how we fit in there. Um, And then, yeah, so that's why it's just very important that we go to these things. Yeah, honestly, from is it as is it as chaotic as it seems from the outside looking in? Or is it just kind of because because even from my perspective, I'm, I'm running around crying, stressed, even if I've got two articles to write, and I don't honestly don't know how you guys actually cope. Is it just kind of take it as it comes? Or is it more Right, we know what we've got coming up. Then let's let's just completely focus on this. But I suppose with the kind of work that you're in and the kind of markets that you're in, it's just completely unpredictable at times. Yeah, I think it's more about just take it as it comes, right? Um, yeah. With with conferences, with I mean the market in general, anyway, right? Like, for example, now over the last few days, you obviously have this math, massive scare of like, what the hell is going on with DeFi? right um and so you just kind of have to cope with these things um but that's why it's so fucking cool to work in this right there's always something happening um yeah and i was speaking with with the team this morning as well like people were like fucking hell this bull market is so stressful um and it's (laughs) like in a bull market you really want a bear market but in a bear market you really want a bull market right Yeah, you you tend to hear that from uh, team members and devs saying that we can't wait for a fucking a, a bear market to come around so we can actually concentrate on fucking building shit for once instead of just being thrown from pillar to post with everything that's going on. But, but yeah, I, honestly, the beginning of the week, I thought I thought we were fucking done for with shit coins and meme meme coins and shim. The narrative of uh, overtaking Doge, I was like, oh my god, 
May PTSD was kicking in. I was like, shit, we've only just got started here. I, don't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't be asked with this going to complete shit now. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, like we were we were speaking about this in, when, when Shib was really going crazy, what, like two or three days ago. Um, we were speaking about this and then until like three in the morning Dubai time, I decided to go chill in the Shib discord for three hours um because i'm because i don't know i just find it very fascinating about how these communities work how these communities are built up and how something like a meme coin manages to pull off this narrative right um and i was spending three hours listening to just because there's a bunch of voice chats in the shib um yeah. discord which is really interesting in comparison to other discords like ours, for example, most of the stuff is is in written channels, right? Um, yeah, exactly. And it was really interesting um, because it really does seem like it's a bunch of new people that are kind of learning about, you know, people are like, wait, so what is this like staking? And then people are explaining it as burying <laughs> because in SHIB, like staking is, is called burying, right? Um, Genius. <laughs> and it, it's really interesting to see because... I was like, we were all talking about this and we're like, okay, what is actually going on? Like, is this, yeah, what the hell is going on? And so in the SHIB Discord, though, it really just seems like it's a bunch of new people that are learning about crypto mm -hmm. um, and are then branching out. There's a ton of people that were like, oh, so like, what else are you guys looking at? You know, like I kind of started with this SHIB thing, um, but what else is there? Um, and it, it, it kind of reminded me of like tw early, early 2017, where people kind of got to realize one project, right? Um, yeah. And of course, in 2017, it was all about the white papers, where essentially it's just a dream, <laughs> right? Yeah. Where like it's much, it, it's much easier actually to to kind of get behind that dream or not get behind it, right? Yeah, While like exactly. understanding. Yeah. Um, okay, I need to buy this ship, I need to then stake it, um, I need to do all of these things. It's it's almost like a bigger learning curve, right, mm -hmm. um, to start yeah. off with. And But at the same time, it does remind me of that kind of early 2017 where people were looking at different dreams and then they kind of realized, oh, this is very interesting and then, oh, smart contract seems interesting and so forth. So it seems pretty similar to that time, actually. Yeah, I mean, as much it's it's that whole middle of middle of the curve thing. Like, do do you want to be sat on the sidelines then saying that ships like a load of shit and going to zero, whilst it's also out traded the last well ninety percent of crypto Twitter over the last seven days. So it's like, what side what side of this curve do you actually want to be sat on? Do you want to be right or do you want to be making money? But I suppose I suppose from your your perspective, there's. They're obviously doing something right, marketing-wise, or even just kind of narrative-wise. So I suppose there's something to be actually taken from that, in a sense. So it must be quite yeah, interesting I mean, from your perspective to see it. I mean, like, obviously, there, someone that has no clue about crypto is not going to be like, oh, shit, they're doing automized LPing. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, obviously, there needs to be steps in terms of, like, getting to that point right um and so i think it's absolute bullshit what people are saying in terms of ah these meme coins are terrible and everything um and danny has tweeted about this a bunch as well right like 
it's a good way of getting people in, right? And getting exactly, people yeah, to learn, exactly. right? Um, and so the reason why I went into the Discord is really to understand, like, who are these new people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a ton of, uh, they were speaking a lot about gaming, right? Um, yeah. which, which has obviously been mentioned a lot recently also that, you know, gaming is kind of uh, a lower barrier to entry to come from gaming. Um, but it seems like it's a lot of, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds, um, where again, I think th- this is the really interesting aspect is they were saying, you know, like we can't access Coinbase because we can't do the KYC, right? Yeah. Um, because they were underaged. Um, and I think that's like, until that moment, I'd never really thought about like, oh shit, like people can actually like much easier in their like when they're 15 16 17 trade because of the dexes in comparison to like having their parents set them an account yeah it makes a lot of sense doesn't it i mean i i'm i'm coping so hard this morning after seeing the whole facebook rebranding to meta initially i just thought shit this is another dystopian time where we're all just going to end up um in some kind of mark zuckerberg matrix kind of thing and then thought well Who's, who's going to actually benefit from this? Seeing see Mana and Sand go absolutely ballistic and just looking for a uh, Mana entry all day today, which isn't which isn't going to happen. And then Barry Silbert, the fucking idiot, goes and tweets out, <laughs> tweets out how Mana is greater than fucking Meta. And then so I'm just sat on the sidelines coping like absolute idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like if you think about the overall market, right? Um it's crazy now that you have so many different um, kind of parts of the market, right? Yeah. You don't have the typical kind of, oh, like now DeFi is going ballistic, right? Um, Now NFTs are going ballistic. Right now in the current situation, it's kind of like almost on a daily basis, it changes. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like the L1 narrative then... I suppose there's kind of an underlying, this whole DeFi 2.0 narrative is kind of just bubbling away constantly. And I think it's going to be just bubbling away for a very long time while all this other shit pops off. I mean, you can you can just imagine people turning on the news this morning saying, what, what the fuck's going on with Facebook? Am I still going to be able to share missing cat pictures from fucking New Zealand <laughs> when I live, live in France and shit like that? So that that's going to become kind of part of the, public psyche and people are going to be speaking and like investigating what, what this actually means. So it's, I think it's all good. And all these little narratives, it's, it's a fucking nightmare as a trader to try and keep up with everything. It's just completely burnt me. I know a few of us out the past few weeks, but I mean, if you pick, yeah. if you pick, pick good and pick right, I think you, you probably do well throughout the full kind of um, rotations anyway. So, yeah, I think, I mean, on, on my end, like I'm just fully focused on, on DeFi just because of Popsicle, Abra and Wonderland, right? Um, yeah, exactly. I think that exactly. it's it's extremely important um, to kind of have your focus. Um, mm-hmm. You're just not going to be able to capture everything, right? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I don't have much time to trade anymore. I used to, like in 2016, 2017, I used to do a lot of trading. Um, yeah. But at that time, it was much much easier right Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of people are losing focus where you know trying to chase things um yeah that's what it seems like to me Mm -hmm. like friends of mine 
uh, that are trading, you know, they're like, ah, I need to hop into this NFT stuff. Um, but then some people are just really not made for the NFT stuff and just keep getting wrecked. Um, yeah. So I think it, it is, the market is just becoming so broad that people need to have more focus. And that's both on the building side and on the, the trading side. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes when you can kind of see, it's like last chance saloon, you start to see projects that are just kind of fading out and don't really have anything to, any new narrative to bring to the market. And then it's just like, oh, we've, we've, um, we're going to, re we're going to release 20, um, a 20 release of NFTs. And it's just like, do you really have to like, is that really your last card that you're going to play out? Like, is that, is that really your last hand that you're going to play? And it's, it's just sometimes it kind of just sticks to what you know and just be good at it. But um, so what, so what's, what is day, what's day to day like for you, for you? Do you, do you, do you cover all, all three projects or do you primarily focus on in one area or does that obviously change as, as, uh, as needed and, and kind of what is, what it's, what is your role across the, um, the, the three projects just so people understand? Yeah. So, um, I spend most of my time on the popsicle and Abra side. Mm -hmm. um, don't spend as much time on the Wonderland side. Um, I'm kind of focused on a lot of the BD side, um, most of the community building side, as well as kind of just looking and researching um, other projects, potential ways of working with projects. Mm -hmm. um, and just in general, how we can kind of move forward. Right. So also on the on the strategy side there, um, making sure that the synergies are aligned uh, between Abra and Popsicle. Um, so day to day really is just speaking with a ton of people um, at the same time, also researching other projects, seeing what's going on. Um, that's kind of the day to day there. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, I'd i probably need that clearing up from my from my own uh, perspective as well. But yeah, it seems it seems quite hectic, and it's obviously you've got a shitload to do at all times. And um, but yeah, so I keep getting asked I keep getting asked the same question and the same question. When so you, you popsicle? Might... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when sorbetto? When? <laughs> I think I've got about twenty five. Uh, Twitter DMs that are just saying like the exact same for it. I don't know if they're kind of copying, copying, pasting it in just to fucking piss me off. I'll try and wind me up, but it's just like I don't know. I don't actually. I don't actually work for these guys. I'm just just a big, <laughs> a big supporter. So I wish, I wish I could actually tell you, but um, I don't know. Is is there anything else you can give away on that? Or yeah, for sure. So obviously we had um, the the medium post out last week. Um, saying that we would be launching this week. Um, so first things first, as soon as this podcast or Twitter spaces is over, I will be releasing the NIs to all the hacked victims. Um, so that's some alpha for anyone on here. Um, in terms of timing of Sorbetto, I have to say we're running on Italian time. Even though I'm not Italian <laughs> myself, um, I should be running on my proper Swiss clock, um, which I'm not. <laughs> um, but it is so. There's a few few days of delay, um, but it is like 
super, super, super close. Um, there's just been, especially with like the recent occurrences over the last few days, um, we've decided to kind of take one or two more looks um, at everything uh, with mm -hmm. Sertora as well. And yep. so everyone is cranking on. Um, and yeah, the Italian time of a week should be looked at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I understand that people are annoyed and everything. Um, the This is kind of why we actually haven't given any time targets until last week. Um, but even now, like this is that that's just what software is about. Um, yeah, I don't think that like anyone that's been in crypto for a while, I don't think it's ever been been a good um Good omen to, to hit an exact time target um, no, exactly. and we're just really like we're we're super super optimistic and just want to push super hard um, like we're building fast but at the same time don't want to um, stop quality mm -hmm. um, and so yeah it, it, look at this in terms of Italian timing and <laughs> and yeah we're okay. we're uh, <laughs> We're not exactly apologizing here, um, but I understand the frustration that people have, um, especially because LPing is just so fucking dope. Um, yeah. And it's it's such a fantastic kind of new asset class. And so obviously I understand that people want to use this ASAP. And I think all of us on the team also want to use it ASAP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, there must be so much capital just sat on the sidelines just waiting for this. But is is there any kind of indication on what kind of uh, NI stake in APYs will be? Or is it, like, you don't have to go into like exact figures, but it, does it look as good as it sounds on paper? Yes, for sure. Um, so to be honest, um, there's been some optimizations and so the APYs now are actually looking a lot better than they were in V1. Um, mm -hmm. So because of that, I mean, in V1, we had a return of around 30%, I believe. Um, so yeah. we should be seeing higher than that. Um, awesome. Once we, re once we relaunch. Um, and in general, just like the yields will be better. Um, we're obviously not like, as we mentioned in the medium post, we're not immediately launching with leveraged LPing, yep. but that's something that the team is insanely excited about. Um, and it'll be shortly after we launch. <laughs> um, but that's just something that really like, I think it can give another kick of like innovation in the DeFi space. I feel like yep. over the last few weeks, um, and months, you know, with with Abra, we've obviously seen like a bit bit of excitement around DeFi again. Um, yeah, exactly. But besides that, we haven't really seen many kind of new innovative projects, right, or products. And I think that on the first hand, while at the conferences, a lot of people have actually talked to me about how they've never actually LP'd on UniV3, mm -hmm. even like the biggest of DGENs which I think is interesting. And I understand why, because everyone's kind of talking about how difficult UniV3 LPing is. And so I think even just talking about it scares people away. 
Um, yeah. I highly suggest anyone here, though, to test it out um, because it is a very interesting mechanism just to understand market dynamics as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I really think that Popsicles LPing can spark kind of that new excitement about the future of France. <laughs> that we need phrase, to bring it back. That phrase has got me in so much shit. Honestly, I, I try to I try to sneak it into the Wonderland article, thinking, "Oh, people would understand what I, what the fuck I was talking about." And then I had about I must have had twenty messages. I sent them to John, who's in this chat now, and just everyone's saying, "I think you I think you've got a typo here." Did you mean uh, future <laughs> future finance? And I was just like, "Oh," but I was like, "Oh." I was, Kindly explained them and pointed them, that, but I can imagine if they were in, sat in front of me, they just looked at me as if I was a fucking alien or something like that. But yeah, but I think I think you're exactly right in what you're saying. Like you, your products that you your teams have brought out recently have just kind of give like DeFi a resurgence. Like for me personally, I know for a lot of other people, it was just getting so kind of uh, mundane and kind of right. We're gonna we're gonna get into this new farm. They've kind of revamped the tokenomics a little bit, but inevitably what happens is big funds come in found the shit out the native token and then everyone gets a little bit hype there's a little bit of media fuckery that goes on to bring up the price of the token and then everyone ends up getting fucking destroyed when whenever bitcoin dips because they want to offload but it's just yeah it's like also <sighs> it's also the aspect of just bringing traditional finance into crypto right mm -hmm. like uh, there's a lot of that that has happened and i think that's just not what we should really be focusing on. We should be focusing on what are the possibilities that we have in this space to to build new things, right? And yeah. that's much more exciting than being like, oh, let's bring uh, traditional lending and borrowing over, you know, like, it's like <laughs> fucking hell, like, <laughs> sure, it's cheaper, it's much better usability and everything, but that's fucking boring. As, yeah. Also as a builder, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> but yeah, what? Um, so just just to touch back on popsicle, just for just for a second. I mean, I know for a fine fact there's a there's a lot of people, and even even myself to a certain degree, that just can't can't fucking stand going on to Ethereum and can't stand just just when MetaMask pops up and says you're about to be charged four hundred dollars <laughs> or something in Eve yeah. to just to make a, to to approve a contract and then to fucking interact with it. So I know for a fine fact there's a lot of people who are looking for um alternative layer ones for NICE or even for kind of um S spell and things like that. So is the is the what will be like the what will be the game plan there to help smaller retail investors and, and people who actually have a few brain cells left that can actually not face paying ETH fees? Is, is there something in, in place there for these, these kind of uh, people? Yeah, so I think there was a bit of confusion actually around this yesterday as well when Danny tweeted out that um, the NIs are going to be paid back today on Phantom. So yeah. we've, any swap has integrated NIs um, and is integrating SPL as well. Um, mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that the actual staking occurs on those chains. So yeah. what we've been thinking about is offering essentially an N-ICE to ICE pool on yeah. these other chains. Um, the difficult part um, 
or the, the more complicated part, what we need to, to do and focus on is essentially the Oracle aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously like an ice isn't a traded asset. Yeah. Um, and so the price that an ice has is dependent on how many fees are accruing. And so that's kind of how the calculation of N ice to ice is made. Okay. Um, and so that's where we're at. But I think that we will find a solution in terms of making sure that then N ice and ice and S spell and spell pool work on other chains. Yeah, that makes sense. So effect- effectively, the people on other chains could effectively just hold the, the stake token, whether that be S spell or and ice and then still be subject to the rewards from the actual protocols itself exactly and so you as a spell and s spell holder could then obviously just have a lp there um mm-hmm. and then also earn the the trading fees there yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah i think i think i, I don't know if it was just a, just a few people um, kind of came up and thought there, there was going to be actual staking on them chains, but I suppose it makes a lot of sense from from what you've just explained. So I hope that clears a lot up for people. In the, in yeah, the because or... the, like we've talked about, you know, actually allowing the staking on these other chains, um, but then like how would it work in terms of distributing the fees, especially mm-hmm. considering that you know all the fees uh, for Fragola are on ethereum or on arbitrum meaning that you know if you have a bunch of n ice on these other chains like how do you how do you distribute the fees you'd have to do the whole calculation of how much and then distribute it there and so forth um and so that's why that's kind of a shit show to have staking on all these other chains potentially like there could be an option to um have staking on the different chains where then that chain only gets distributed the fees off of that chain off of the specific chain that you're staking on um but that's something that doesn't make sense either so um it's not as easy as as we'd like it to be for sure yeah that that makes a lot of sense it makes a lot of sense can you can you, how much can you go into? I seen a post the other day about um, Uniswap routing orders through USDC, and you thought it wasn't as optimal as it could be. Was was there anything to that, or was it was there just some yeah, fuckery so, going on? Or? So um, I reached or I reached out. I tweeted about um, essentially what we found um, or what our dev team has found uh, is that. Uniswap actually doesn't route through the most efficient pathway, meaning that it's not actually routing through to get the best price for the user. Okay. And rather it routes through USDC at all times, basically. Um, And I mean, I haven't gotten a response about why this is happening. because of, so I know there's a ton of people that have asked like to show data and everything. So I will do that or we will do that. Um, I just want the devs to focus on <laughs> what needs to be shipped first. Um, but we'll, we'll put some data out there around all of this stuff. It's yeah, it's something that's just not acceptable and 
that's kind of the beauty of on chain, right? Like we can see what's actually going on. Um, and yeah, why are they routing this way? I'm guessing the suits want them to route this way so that they get the trading fees. Well, it would make sense that like USDC and Uniswap have probably got a lot of regulatory eyes on them at, at present. So I, I don't know if they've taken my tinfoil hat off for a second, but it's, I don't know, there might be some fuckery going on. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much fuckery as what's actually just happened to us. Uh, someone just told me before we went on about this. You, you, you guys must be shaking your head at all, um, all the... Um, Ohm and Wonderland folks that are popping up left, right, and center. And they just <laughs> they just seem to be the new shitcoin casino, and it's <laughs> they have they have about they have about thirty dollars in the treasury, and it's people think it's going to be sustained, and it's just like fuck's sake, people are gonna people are gonna get burnt really badly here. I think I think Anubis is just rogue for like sixty million, if I'm not mistaken. Oh Jesus! Did that just happen? Or I think that, yeah, uh, Frank, is, Frank is that right? Yeah. <laughs> What, yeah, what, yeah. About what chain was this two hours ago or something. What, uh, what chain, chain was um, that? I don't even know. It was it was yeah. just poetry. It was just poetry in motion. I mean the the actual the actual three three was two dogs, so it just played into the oh. fucking dog narratives so perfectly, and it was just like fucking hell. People not see this <laughs> happening. <laughs> Ethereum, yeah, I, by I, the way. It's, it's funny how um, yeah. It's just one of these stupid fucking hype aspects of things. And I mean, the, the funny thing is, right, and Danny's spoken about this, like the aim for Wonderland is potentially more to become kind of an out-of-the-box way of funding projects where... Mm-hmm the the three three is great for funding actually rather than actually going on forever yeah um so i think yeah obviously all of these forks are just short term trying to to make a ton of money um (laughs) and they're all gonna fucking die (laughs) right um like you don't need to like why do you need to fork it if you're just gonna do the same thing So yeah, like I think I think Mark Cube, forks, to be honest. I think Mark Cube might have a little bit of a say in what's going on at Clima at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's that, not that, get into let's not get into that. <laughs> guys are bad omen. <laughs> but yeah, um yeah, so I suppose that the, the all the projects it, it, they do have, they're all just a, a small puzzle piece of a larger picture. And I think when we were speaking, when I was writing a lot of the articles up, you, you, you were touching on the fact that it's, it's got the inner workings of one of the largest kind of decentralized banks in, in DeFi. Is, I don't know if, if you can kind of explain how all three projects kind of fit together a little bit more for the users. I, I try to cover it in the articles, but sometimes I just end up fucking waffling on and making a tip myself. <laughs> no, 100%. Yeah, I know we, we spoke about this and we also said that we should um, collaborate on, on an article to actually get the whole ecosystem explained and where it's going um, mm-hmm. and how it should actually form. Um, so yeah, I can get into this for sure. So essentially, really, Popsicle is the first project um, that Danny and I worked on, right? Um, and the team worked on. And so what we essentially said was, 
look, there's this multi-chain world coming. Um, we truly believe it. Mm-hmm. And liquidity needs to go to the user. The user shouldn't have to go to the liquidity, right? So the same way as what you said before about, you know, people don't want to go to Ethereum to stake their ICE, to get N ICE. Like people don't want to go to Ethereum to buy an asset that they want. Like they should be able to buy that asset wherever they are, whether that's on BSC, whether it's on Avalanche, whether it's on Phantom or whether it's on Solana or wherever it is, right? And so because of that, we kind of said, look, we need to really make a market maker of of the cross-chain, multi-chain space. and so that's what we started off with. And then, of course, by chance, Univ3 launched and we were like, oh, shit, there's a lot of people saying how they don't want to get wrecked on Univ3 LPing. And so we said, perfect, we can build a product real quick for this. Um, and so this is just like Sorbetto Fragola is just a feature, right? Like initially our aim is or our aim still is to be the market maker of DeFi, meaning of all chains as well. But in order to be a proper market maker, um, and if you look at traditional market makers that are market making on centralized exchanges, they all borrow funds as well, right? Because okay. in some situations, um, you may need to, like on, on one exchange, for example, you may need to suddenly really importantly need more funds. Um, and so that's where borrowing comes in. And so then we realized you know what, like actually a borrowing mechanism is something that we need in order to really be um, successful with being the market maker of all of these chains because the borrowing needs to happen on all of the chains as well, meaning that there is no product out there or no project out there that's kind of focusing on this. Um, Plus, on top of that, we need a common denominator, right? Um, yeah. a common denominator asset, which obviously is MIM. And so this is kind of the same way how centralized exchanges all have USDT, right? Uh, we believe that all chains have MIM and through that, the most liquid pairs on all of these chains should eventually be through MIM, meaning that the, the market making cross chain can be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where the synergies of Abra and Popsicle are, where like they're really integrated, right? It's just that they're right now, or I mean, they still will be separate projects because they can individually also achieve their own goals, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Wonderland um, is really this aspect of, or, or potential um, it's not what it is yet, but the potential of kind of being that launch pad of the market maker. Um, so okay. similar to how centralized exchanges have have a launch pad. Um, but uh, for sure, the synergies between Abra and Popsicle are very, very clear. Um, whereas with Wonderland, it's still more of a building block. Obviously, it's also the, the youngest project. Um, but this is really where the synergies of Arba and Popsicle are unexplored because obviously Popsicle isn't relaunched yet. Um, but I think as time goes on, we'll see those, those working in tandem extremely well, especially like if you look at Arbitrum right now, 
Mim ETH already is one of the most liquid uh, liquid pairs on Ethereum. Man, it's 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 fascinating to see just each and every day there just seems to be a, a another centralized exchange that's coming out with MIM based pairs and things like that. So you you guys must be kind of just completely euphoric of how how much traction it's actually got and it's and it's perfectly playing into this the whole regulatory um stablecoin narrative as well especially you guys and um the folks over at terra with ust it's it's just a perfect storm it's it's, it's great it's, it's really really great to actually see it actually come because everyone knows the fucking shenanigans that go on with ust and and more and more recently uh usdc so it's it's, it's really good to see from a community yeah. perspective. It, it, it's funny also because like when um, Dai V1 was there where it was only ETH backed, right? Um, everyone, like I myself included, was super excited around that because at the set, like just like what you just said, timing wise, it was super good because that yeah. was the time when everyone was shitting on USDT. USDC wasn't really around yet. Um, and people were like, ah, like if I'm going to hold a stable coin, it's better to hold DAI, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's almost coming full circle. And uh, then you obviously had all of these algo coins um, that started <laughs> launching and everything. And honestly, at that time, I was like, fucking hell, these stupid fucking stable coin <laughs> projects, like, God damn it, you know? Um, and I would have never thought that we would launch a stablecoin project or I would launch a stable project ever in my life. Um, but now it's coming full circle where like the regulation is coming back. Now you have USDT and USDC, right? Um, DAI is basically USDC. And so there is no other real solution. Um, and so yeah, timing wise, UST and MIM, um, is super cool to see. Yeah, man. It's it's honestly when I, when I was researching around for I can't remember which article it was, but when I was exploring more into MIM and, and was was the Bye Bye Die website just set up by a community? Was it or? Yeah, that's set up by the community members. Honestly, when when I clicked through, and I think there was another website called What's something to the effect of What's backing my die? And when I clicked on it, I expected to see kind of. 60% Ethereum, kind of 30%, mm-hmm. and then and then some residuals, but that just completely unbeknownst to me it just completely flipped on its head and it was last time i checked it was around 65 percent usdc so it's like what the fuck's going on here it, what like seriously is it's just it's just completely fucked <laughs> what, yeah. what is the point what is it what is the point of it and it it kind of just made me realize what 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 you guys are actually building and just kind of give me even more conviction if if, if i ever needed it but um just little stats like that and it but yeah, no, I think I mean, it would be. A, I would have I never expected success. this. I would have never expected the growth to happen so so quickly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone, any one of us, did. Um, but I think it shows again that, you know, also all of these algo stables. Like, in my opinion, you can have the absolute best algo um, to to keep stability or whatever. But in the end, trust is still needed, right? Like mm-hmm. if people don't trust the coin um, as a stable coin and they're happy to hold it in their wallet, it, regardless of how good your algo is, it's not going to be stable, right? Exactly. And I think that's what like 
especially over the last like one or two years when people were building these algo coins like people were kind of like ah this is the answer you know it was mm -hmm. like ah we're just going to push out this great technology that has some moon math in it and it's going to be a stable coin right but yeah. like you need a brand you need a community and you need trust and i think what abra shows again which is also something that we're focusing on with popsicle is like simplicity is just beautiful right mm -hmm. like i don't think anyone um everyone was kind of focusing on these as said like moon math stables rather than just like <laughs> hey let's kind of take what maker did but make a much much better liquidation engine um and make isolated markets and everything and not be influenced by suits that want to fold their USDC and most likely will create the best stable coin there is. Yeah, exactly. And that, and that underdog narrative was so brilliant to watch. You could just see it was just kind of inevitable and the way things are going, I suppose it set a lot of people up on the spell trade as well. So it's, it's funny how things how things turn out um i don't, I don't want to take too much more of your time because i know how busy you are but i might might just open the floor to a couple of questions if that's all right with you yeah for sure that's yeah let's get okay questions in so if anyone wants to speak just um if anyone who's co-host and just put in but anyone else just kind of request and i can just open it up please be a little bit courteous with squirrels time um yeah so go ahead or if not i'll just um waffle on a little bit longer we like listening to your accent, so I'm sorry that I can't uh, provide the Italian <laughs> Danny accent. So at least we have your accent here, you know. <laughs> if you were to guess, where, where would you think it was? It was from Scottish. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not not too far off. It's um, it's from a little town in the northeast of England called Hartlepool, where they were uh, famous. They were once famous for um, there was a monkey that got washed up on the shore. Um, I think it was from the <laughs> Napoleonic times and they thought it was a French spy so they actually hung it. <laughs> so, oh Jesus. So the apes got, got hung. Yo, hopefully yeah, exactly. We, that's why, that's why I've hopefully fled. Hopefully us apes won't. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if we got any requests let me see. Don't think we have any requests unless I'm being blind but speak now no i think that i think that might be us yep so squirrel thank, thank you very much for your time i um, really appreciate it. i understand how busy you guys are at the minute so um and if there's anything you need from 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 my end or if there's anything that any updates that come out i'm more than happy to run the articles back for you guys and from from me and i know from from an awful lot of other people as well th thank you for what what you guys are building it's um it's kind of revitalized a lot of um people in, in to get back into the space i know for a fine fact as soon as you guys started pushing projects out people actually started talking to me again so uh thank you thank you for that <laughs> awesome no thank you i think um the stuff that you've been doing is insane as well um i think education in this space is like the most important part right i think that crypto can be really overwhelming especially if like some new people come to crypto Twitter and they just see people saying sir and ape and all this stuff. Um, so what you're, you're doing is, is fucking fantastic. And I love uh, working with you and hopefully we can get a lot more education going. 
Um, cause as said, like without that, we're never gonna, gonna really achieve what we want. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, th thank you very much for that. I, I, it's basically the whole, the whole platform is just come to, to do exactly what you've just said and completely remove the barrier to entry because the moat's getting bigger and bigger. There's new projects coming out day by day. And it's just like, we need to kind of, we need to bridge that gap between people who are coming on board, maybe from that ship. This, this, oh, yeah. Sorry. But I, that, I put, I put that request in a bit late, but I really wanted to just to quickly ask you a question, Squirrel. Oh, go for it, mate. Go for it. Wicked. Cheers, man. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm new to this space, and I'm just curious as to um, the reason why that the you know the abracadabra money product um, isn't available, you know, f fully open on Avalanche and Phantom uh, like it is on Ethereum. So you know, like the the, the staking spell and and all that stuff. Do you mean just staking spell, or do you mean like in the aspect of also having other cauldrons open and everything's open and everything? Yeah, yeah, that that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole um, product and what is, you know, Ethereum's the the product on Ethereum is is uh, yeah is, is great and looks fantastic in regards to yeah the the, the different types of collateral that can be um, that can be used um, and you know being on Avalanche and Phantom is great. Um, for me, can sort of access, you know, the the, the staking uh, on Phantom is is great, but I'm just wondering why I wouldn't be able to stake on uh, Avalanche, for example, and those and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so we're actually yeah, so going to be adding a bunch of collaterals uh, on Avalanche within the next week. Within the next week, so. That's going to be exciting. So, I think it's about really tackling the different chains and uh, focusing and on kind of focusing pushing each chain individually. Obviously, Ethereum has individually, obviously the most collateral um, and TVL right, right now, and that's why we pushed that first. But Avalanche and Phantom are going to be pushed shortly. And the aim is, as said, like we want to be the biggest stable coin everywhere. And so we're definitely going to be adding more collateral on all chains, not just Avalanche and Phantom, but not just Avalanche. We also want to go to Solana. We also want to go to Solana and everywhere else. And everywhere else. Cool. And and in terms of, for example, the the staking of spell to get S spell, are we are we are we hoping that that is slowly becomes available uh, as much on Avalanche Phantom and these future chains um, like it is on Ethereum? Yeah. So I spoke to this briefly at the yes, beginning. So, so the beginning. we want to so create an S spell to create spell an pool S spell on all of these chains, on so the people can chains. essentially trade so their spell for S spell. Trade their spell for S spell. Right. Right. And then, and then, what? Well, and then, excuse my uh, my my newbiness no, sure. uh, with it. So no, sure. that can then be bridged back to Ethereum, or yeah, exactly. So the is essentially yeah, what you can do then okay. is you can then, so you can do then just keep those S spell on those Avalanche or whatever, and Avalanche then when you want to kind of cash out, and you want to sell the S spell, spell, and you will have more S spell, more spell, and then you sell the spell. And then so you don't actually have to bridge them to Ethereum. So you don't actually you can if you want to, of course. You can if you want to, of course. Brilliant, brilliant. Thanks very much, man. And thanks for all the work you guys are doing. It's, it's much appreciated. Cool, thank you. And you as well, Blockmates. Thanks, man. Um, so we've just got, thanks, got this. Um, so we've just got, got this one more from, uh, I think it's Bumsy. One more from, uh,
Yeah. Jess, yeah. Could you, hey, thanks uh, for having me on, guys. Yeah, thanks. There was just a bit of an echo. Hey, Bumsy. Hey, how's it going? Um, had a quick question about ICE. I know you guys haven't launched it yet. Um, there's a couple other people in the Uni V3 optimization space. I was just wondering if you could talk to maybe um, some things you guys are doing a little differently. Um, and, you know, this is not including the multi-chain strategies, but um, mm -hmm. just wondering if you had anything to say on that. I yes. appreciate it. So I think the, the most important part, um, and this is something that in the end bit us in the ass, right? Um, but we truly believe that we need to be fully decentralized. Uh, we don't want to have like a power, power off button, um, which essentially is then custodial, right? Um, and pretty much all of our competitors in the Uni V3 LPing space have this power off button, um, which as said, like we believe in decentralization. And so we want to build decentralized, right? Um, and secondly, I think the, the other difference is obviously this, uh, the, the strategies that we're using um, are, are different. Um, and also the fact that we're going to be, I think we're the, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I believe we're the only ones that are going to be doing uni V3 LPing on Arbitrum, meaning that again, gas fees are lower. So hopefully, um, smaller pockets can also LP, uh, via that. Um, and then as said, like with leverage, uh, LPing, I don't think anybody else is going to be able to provide that. Um, yeah, so I think there's a bunch of things that are differentiators here. Um, the one that we're most, most likeable about is really the aspect of, we want to build decentralized. Okay. Got it. And, um, do you see any of these others as like, I don't know, significant competition? Do you study them at all? Um, just, just curious, cause there are some that are a lot lower market cap and things of that nature. Yeah. So, I mean, we're always like, we're always paying attention to what's happening in the space, uh, not just like current competition, but possible future competition or whatever. So I think, yeah, we're paying attention there, of course, uh, in terms of actual competition, like, I don't think that they're really a competition. Like if you look at the TVL that they have and we'll see, but I expect us to be the the highest TVL and the biggest LP optimizers of Uni V3 as on the day that we launch, basically. Uh, before the hacks, we were yeah. already the biggest ones. And I think that we're going to show again that we have the best um, optimizer there is. Yeah, because Danny was talking about this on another podcast and he was saying um, that he's really confident you guys will have the highest APYs just due to your strategies and... Um, you know, um, 100%. Like, yeah. I, I, I'll, uh, 100%. I'll put my heart on that. <laughs> okay. All right. Great. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I'll second that. It's like, there'll there be a meme floating around Twitter, something to do. There is no second best um, with Michael Saylor's head on it somewhere that we should post in. But um, I think that's about it. So thank you for everyone who's, who's came and listened to an idiot from the Northeast talk with someone who's actually doing something with their lives. And if anyone wants to hear any more, Alfred, um, RT and Messi is, is speaking in a couple of hours. I think it's about three hours with, with Danny. Um, 
I think Walt's just jumped in actually, and he's the biggest spell Yo, guy I know guy, on the CT. This guy's a legend. So, so Walt, come on, hit hit the floor. <laughs> What's up, legend? What's up? The true frog is here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got yep, yeah, we we got you. Yeah. Sorry, my English is not good. I was here all the time. I listened to uh, all the alpha that Square give us, but uh, uh, I don't I don't speak because my English is very uh, very simple. But yeah, no I I am in this community from about uh, two less than two months but uh, i i never felt so enthusiastic and uh, <laughs> uh to to be part of a community like uh, abracadabra spell nice uh, popsicle and wonderland i never understand what's wonderland do <laughs> but <laughs> so, but uh, i like it any anyway <laughs> yeah you did you do an awful lot. Your your memes speak um, louder than words, anyway, Walt. So f thank you for those. Yes, uh, and holding <laughs> is uh, very uh, secure. Most people are afraid from hacks and every everything. But last uh, last night, I I, I almost uh, get uh, rugged by these uh, Anubis. Uh, <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> the, the good news is that all my 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 money are on spells. So <laughs> <laughs> I was left with uh, like 10k, but it is on FTX trading, so I have nothing to, to be like to do it. <laughs> you keep doing. Ah, you are you are here, Squirrel. I have a oh. question, uh, if you don't mind. I am from Italy, course. but there is no Italian accent. Oh, you can hear. Uh, I am very uh, uh, interested in liquidity USD, LUSD. I like the project, and uh, it seems uh, uh, like something you are doing with Meme. So it is decentralized, and uh, a lot of the revenue are going back to 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 the to the community so if you can help me understand the difference between LAUSD and the meme and uh, if you like it or not so i need to look into lusd again i looked into lusd a while ago but i'm not sure if things have changed so i can't really answer that um i'll i'll shoot you a dm though and i'll let you know um, I just want to refresh my mind rather than talking absolute bullshit in here. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate But also, I just want to say uh, you're an absolute legend. You're pushing out the best memes. And I think just in general for everyone, like the aspect of the Abra, Mim, Popsicle, Wonderland community, it's, it's a key part, right? Like without the community, without you guys, we wouldn't be where we are. Um, and I think as Danny always preaches together, we are one, right? Um, and yes, we the are memes one. and everything helps um, to the sun. So just keep pushing. I, I just wanted to say the last thing is that, uh, 
I, I, I don't understand uh, uh, Holmes, Olympus, Dow. I, I was watching, <laughs> not yet, I was watching the uh, bankless uh, interview with Zeus, but still I don't understand. I just imagine this elephant sucking his dick and I don't... <laughs> <laughs> Good one. But, but something that I think uh, about uh, bootstrapping liquidity, because maybe it is that all, it's uh, uh, just bootstrapping liquidity for protocols. So for your community, uh, memes is the secret ingredient to bootstrap the, the project. So I really think that uh, memes are not, are funny. So uh, Elon Musk liked them. It is the richest man in the world. So maybe there is a coincidence. And I invite, invite you all to, to be frogs and uh, do memes and do, and invite, uh, uh, and to be kind to the uh, people that are not uh, with us. Like uh, there is no need to, to, to be fan of big uh, uh, celebrity. We are frogs. So we need to help the the least one in the community to understand DeFi and be part of it. 100%. Exactly well said. You, yeah, well you couldn't said. have said it better. I think that's why also like read Blockmate's articles. If you have any like, I don't know, if you think Blockmate's articles are shit, then uh, <laughs> which which I don't think they are. But if you do, then write articles. I think education is key. Education through memes, articles, yeah. interviews, whatever it is. Um, yeah, anything helps to get more people into DeFi. Um, and I think that's all of our jobs. Exactly. Okay. I hope to see uh, Merlin sucking his wand. <laughs> 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 right that what, what better way to end it right thanks thanks guys really appreciate it squirrel thank you for your time really appreciate it frank shitcoin thank you Walt. everyone um go watch the rt and messy stream that's coming up soon as well so um yeah thank you thank you very much really appreciate it a, a beautiful italian accent on there it's not like my <laughs> shit over here <laughs> right thanks guys right.